From beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. That's right. Get some TNT Radio merchandise if you have not already. Not only does it make you look cool, it helps support this transmission, this anti-New World Order, anti-globalist transmission. And what do we got going on? Global Thunder has kicked off today. Global Thunder 23, the annual enterprise-wide nuclear command and control exercise carried out by the U.S. Strategic Command. It is not held in response to actions by any nation or other actors. It enhances nuclear readiness, ensuring a safe, secure, and reliable strategic force. Ensuring a safe, secure, and effective thermonuclear war. Uh, and, And also, starting Today, we have the North American Aerospace Defense Command and U.S. Northern Command, NORTHCOM, conducting its annual homeland defense exercise. Vigilant Shield 23 makes me feel safe. I'm I'm safe from the terrorists. Uh, What do we got going on? First H3NH bird flu death. Recorded in China. Here we go again. You know, I, I'm not doing this anymore. I am thoroughly done with the biosecurity theater. Uh, you know, if, if if they try something like that again, now I was just reading, you know, another story that said online grocery prices are up 10 percent in March as inflation continues to bite. If they launch. You know, H3N8, 1984, bird flu, 1984 edition, again, and lock things down. Uh, I'm not going to go into any supermarket that requires a mask. I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to buy online, even if it costs me 10% more, uh, and, and then just, you know, hope those supermarkets forcing masks collapse. You know, accelerate the Great Reset. Your fault. Not my problem. You want to, you want to, you know go along with the this not you know neo-nazism nazism 2.0 covidism that's what you get so uh walmart is also abandoning abandoning unprofitable chicago stores after investing hundreds of millions in city i can laugh at that because i'm from chicago so yeah there you go walmart shattering unprofitable stores crime uh, i think isn't helping and yeah, that's uh, yeah, soaring thefts and so on and so forth. We've got uh, in Cyprus. So you know, one way to deal with the algorithm ghetto is water. Think about water. Why? You know, here, here's an example: the Cyprus government's online services and websites have been taken offline to assess damage after a water leak in a ministry basement holding IT servers. Like Bruce Lee said, "Become one." With the water. Water is your friend. So, uh, you know, IT servers and algorithm ghetto don't do well with water. But if you've seen, you know, Terminator Salvation with Christian Bale, uh, they, they've got those facilities pretty well locked 
down. Uh, one of my tweets that went viral today was a post. Uh, I posted the video of the Digidog spot. I uh, uh, see NBC reports that uh, the NYPD have added spot the robo dog to their force. Uh, Digidog is just one of three new technologies the NYPD is planning to use as part of its over, overall plan to use innovative devices to increase uh, safety. Um, the robotic mobile canine device is part of a number of technological rollouts the city said is crucial in keeping the city safe. So I, I, I would have preferred they called it metal head, like in Black Mirror. That would have been cooler. I mean, it's like RoboCop. You know, they were telling us in the 80s with the RoboCop movie, this is what they were going to do. And now they're doing it. For now, it's a RoboDog. Uh, you know, maybe in a couple of years, they're going to roll out the half human, half the, the bionic cop, bionic man. You know, th- those are great video game, by the way. Back in the day, I played this uh, video game. I think it was called Bionic Man. But anyways, yeah, that's going on. The U.S. just, you know, flying, uh, you know, usual U.S. flying its nuclear-capable B-52 strategic bombers to the Korean, Korean Peninsula again in a show of strength uh, against North Korea. Amid concerns, the North might conduct a nuclear test, you know, usual from Pax Americana. And uh, Victor Boot, the merchant of death, you know, they made the Nicolas Cage film based on him, uh, Lord of War. He's come out. He sent a telegram to Donald Trump uh, and uh, to send, telling Trump to flee to Russia because he believes – Trump's life is in danger if it remains in the U.S. So that's uh, pretty comical, interesting, kind of weird. Why would Trump flee to Russia? That doesn't really make any sense, but okay. Uh, Join Edward Snowden. Uh, I don't know. And um, just one more geopolitical article. This is interesting. Uh, This is really, it's getting down to the wire where U.S. and China are fighting for influence in strategic provinces of the Philippines and the locus of superpower rivalry in the Indo-Pacific has gone down to the subnational level. The U S and China are engaged in power competition for influence within local governments in the Philippines. And we can see that we can see the uh, Ferdinand regime flip-flopping between U S and China. It's a difficult balancing act. It's really, <laughs> really hard. I would not want to be in his shoes. Uh, I'll write a reminder that you can, uh, Listen live to TNT Radio in many different ways. If you've got a desktop, tablet, laptop, or even phone, you can just go to tntradio.live on the browser and hit the Listen Live button. You can get the TNT Radio smartphone app, downloading it from the Apple App Stores or Google Play Stores, or uh, also stream live if you listen through YouTube, Rumble, or Odyssey. We've got all the bases covered on TNT Radio. Be a part of the conversation. I want representation I can trust. Have your say. Biden isn't doing enough. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It's happening. Mr. Elon Musk, the Elon Musk-owned X-Core, has absorbed the social media platform Twitter as part of the CEO's long-awaited move to turn it into an everything app similar to China's WeChat app. Here with the full story joining me once again is TNT Radio News producer, Adam Ruckus-Clark. Thanks, everybody. Oh, my goodness. Where have I heard about this before some time ago? Oh, that would actually be courtesy of your next guest this hour, Karen Hunt, 
who is warning about this thing. So I hope she's listening and can appreciate that this news is here. It's now. I'm sure she's happy to hear it. <laughs> um, but uh, here's what's going on, folks. Um, at approximately, no, at exactly 2.03 a.m. U.S. Central Time, today, April 11th, 2023, Elon Musk tweeted the following in all caps, I might add, quote, X, end quote. Yeah, that was it. That's all he tweeted was just the letter X. Um, but this was in response to the news, and the news that broke is uh, as a According to, I'm going to go with Epoch Times on this one. Uh, they report after finalizing his purchase of Twitter Inc. in October 2022, Musk discussed about a plan to gradually turn the platform into an app device that could carry out multiple tasks under the X label. Starting in early March, a series of corporate ownership moves ended the existence of Twitter, or at least in name. Rest in peace, Twitter. After a review of court documents from a legal battle between Twitter and former congressional candidate Laura Loomer, it was revealed by Slate just yesterday, April 10th, that Musk's ex-corp had legally merged with Twitter. According to the court documents, which are dated April 4th, uh, quote, pursuant to Rule 7.1A1 of the Federal Rules of Civil Procedure, the undersigned counsel for defendant X Corp as successor in interest to named defendant Twitter Inc. hereby states that Twitter Inc. has been merged into X Corp and no longer exists. X Corp is a privately held corporation. Its parent corporation is X Holdings Corp. No publicly traded corporation owns 10% or more of the stock of X Corp or X Holdings Corp, end quote. The documents were made public during Loomer's uh, lawsuit against Twitter for violating federal racketeering laws when her account was banned in 2019. One of the publicly available court filings reads, quote, Twitter Inc. has been merged into X Corp and no longer exists, end quote. I just said that. As the successor in interest to Twitter, X Corp is now the defendant in Loomer's suit under its parent corporation, X Holdings Corp. Within hours of Slate's exclusive, Musk mysteriously sent the aforementioned tweet, the letter X. However, Slate did admit that an anonymous SPAC trader, SPAC trader, uh, tracker was the first to report the news the same day as the filing, uh, which would have been April 4th, who wrote in a tweet, Quote, wait, Twitter soon to be X merger filed with Twitter and X Corp and X being the survivor, end quote. Uh, so the merger between the two entities has yet to be officially announced and is not expected to have any immediate effect on Twitter's operations. But it is still the first step towards Musk's toward Musk's vision. Mm hmm. Uh, the proposed X super app, speaking of his vision, according to Musk, could become similar in function to WeChat, a combination messaging, social networking, and payment app that has a billion users, mainly in China. The Twitter CEO suggested that Twitter's functions would have an important role to play in creating a super app. Meanwhile, members of Congress are expected to be weary over Musk's potential U.S. version of WeChat, especially due to the chaotic aftermath of his takeover of Twitter. Some investors may become upset if Musk tries to merge all of his separate companies into X Holdings, yada, yada, yada. And I might add that I bet you anything Dogecoin fans are having a field day. What do you think, Gregory? Yeah, I think they're having a field day and... 
I mean, look, it's so not surprising. I mean, um, we talked about this many, many eons ago, many months ago, we discussed, you know, the the X app, the everything app. This is where uh, Mr. My father was the head of Technocracy Canada, Elon Musk. You know, he's, he's, he said, this is the goal. And like we said, you know, talking about this with Terry, you're like all nations are going to have something like this. You know, in, in the China part of the world, they got the WeChat. In the West, we're going to have the everything app. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, I've got some trying to predict the future, looking at my crystal ball. It's trying, you know, trying to see how things this will develop. You've got the Fed now payments system going, um, I guess, online in like three months. Uh, it's, uh, I'm, I'm giving it the nickname FedPal, you know, like PayPal and it's, 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 it's kind of going to serve that function. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Twitter integrates with FedNow or, you know, they added PayPal as one of their primary, uh, systems, although I can't use PayPal, so I don't know how I would, hopefully they have other <laughs> options, but, um, yeah, it's just you can see these things developing right before your eyes, and it's uh, interesting. My fear is, what do we, what do I do when we get to that point where cash isn't accepted? You know, where you have to use one of these freaking apps, and it's like, I want to use cash, but you know, the 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 the, the, the clerks, they're not going to care. Like they're like going to be like, dude, look, you know, use your app or see you later. Like no, no one's going to care in this technocracy ai system and in fact they're going to get rid of those clerks at some point so it's just going to be you and the machine and the machine doesn't care it doesn't have feelings and so yeah fun times ruckus (laughs) yeah super fun times um i actually reported a story earlier today how there's a chaos gpt uh chatbot now that is on a search a quest to destroy humanity so that was fun um as part of my research for this x corp story today um i i was uh like i thought man this sounds something like straight out of a comic book and lo and behold it is uh it's past the time i used to read x-men comics uh but in the newer versions of the x-men comics believe it or not there is a fictional institution uh called X Corp, which is short for X Corporation. So um, it's uh, or an organization, fictionally speaking, that was created to ensure the protection of mutant rights throughout the world due to the increasing number of mutants and widespread bigotry and hate crimes against them. Uh, so I don't know if that has anything to do with why uh, Elon Musk, super nerd that he is, uh, might have decided to call his company that. Come on, you still read X Men? No, I'm just, uh, I'm just kidding. But um, I, I would. But I, they suck now. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I highly recommend the movie. I watched it late last night. A French film from 1965 called Alphaville, where uh, the plot is basically quote: uh, Secret agent Lemmy is on a mission to eliminate Professor von Braun, the creator of a malevolent computer that rules the city of Alphaville. Lemmy must unravel the mysteries of the strictly logical Alpha 60. And basically in this, this city is run by uh, an AI computer technocracy. Anyone who expresses uh, emotions or acts out of the ordinary dissidents 
they're killed. They're executed in Alphaville. And it's, it's you know, kind of sounds like where we are headed. And uh, I took, uh, I got that recommendation from Brandon Smith of alt-market.us, who does great uh, work. And he, he's, he recommended this film as one of his fav- favorites in terms of predicting the, the road, uh, you know, the shape of things to come. We've got Karen on the line from Costa Rica. We will join her right after this break. Mark Morano on TNT Radio. The climate coach is actually a job at the Washington Post. It's someone who coaches you along in your transition. And no, we're not talking about gender, but your transition to a climate holy person, a sustainable human being. Quote, you need a bidet or recycled toilet tissue. Washington Post climate coach takes a swipe at toilet paper usage. We may come to see wiping our bums with extra soft toilet paper as we do smoking cigarettes. And this whole article went on to guilt the world and particularly Americans. The typical person in the United States uses 24 rolls of toilet paper per year. We we flush the equivalent of millions of trees down the toilet. And they're saying it stores the same amount of carbon as three decades worth of fossil fuel emissions. So by using toilet paper, particularly the plush kind, every time you wipe your bleep, you are worsening global warming, according to the climate coach. The Mark Morano Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. This is a message for the parents of young children in the United States. I am Dr. Tess Laurie from the World Council for Health. Please consider the danger of vaccinating your children and babies with the COVID-19 injections. They are not the same as traditional vaccines and are causing significant harm to children around the world. Your children have their whole lives ahead of them. They are not endangered by COVID at all. Please hear us when we say, for your children, it is much safer to wait. We don't talk at you. Blah, 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 blah. We talk with you. What do you think of this idea? Let me tell you this. What's wrong with this picture? From government overreach to the global pandemic, TNT Radio invites you to join us as we separate facts from fiction, truth from propaganda, day in, day out. Call the open line anytime. In the U.S. and Canada, call 1-888-201-6425. In the U.K., call 33 024 1026 and in Australia and New Zealand, call 1-800-670-310. Free speech has a home on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. All right. We are having some issues. But that's what happens when you're in Costa Rica and you've got mutant bugs buzzing uh, around you. Uh, so we'll wait for Karen to come back on the line. And I thought I'd read this message I just got from a listener don't want to say their name but they write and they make a good point uh they say quote i have yet to read a substacker showing us how unfeasible it will be for the bank of international settlements i guess you know the globalists to impose on the six to seven billion uh people remaining after the clot shot um you know, the population, a CDC-compliant monetary system. Remember how easily the Soviet people smuggled Boris Pasternak's literature to the West and how these same people created a parallel economy, a black market. And people would soon, and I hope to be correct, revolt 
not to inhale fresh air for so long, uh, end quote. So a very good point from our um, one of our listeners. And uh, I, I hope you're right. I hope you are right. Uh, are you with us, Karen? Yes, I am. The, the wind is howling. The bugs are buzzing loudly. And I'm sitting in one little corner of the room where the Internet is the best. So, yeah. Are you in Jurassic Park or what's going on? <laughs> it is. You wouldn't believe the size of the bugs. I already killed three scorpions. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I'm uh, in Costa Rica. But I'm not yet where I'm settled to be. I'm, I'm in, a, um, uh, in a hotel. So, you know, once I move, it should be better. Yeah. Have you escaped the in, Great in the Reset? To, have, have you escaped the I Great have, Reset for, for Costa Rica or are you just on vacation? I'm pretty, I think I'm escaping it, but you know, this is the price that you pay, right? I mean, here I am uh, in the jungle. <laughs> you should get, a, so, get an Elon, get an Elon, get an Elon Musk Starlink, no? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, I was just, uh, yeah, I can't believe that. It's X is, the X, the everything app is on its way. So that's, he's taking over the, the guys. Space, uh, the world, everything. So, trying to escape well, that. Let's get your further thoughts uh, on that because that was just, uh, you know, he just tweeted X uh, literally, and we were discussing mm-hmm. how uh, he's moving forward. On you know, you've written about this. We've all seen this coming. And how do you see the advance of the American WeChat? And uh, in general, the advance of the algorithm Gulag. Yeah, it's just marching on. And uh, it's really interesting because, of course, you know, there was this whole thing with Substack. And I I write on Substack. And suddenly, uh, we were all just banned. Uh, We couldn't make any uh, posts on Twitter of our Substack writing. It was just from one day to the next. And there was, you know, this whole big spat with Matt Taibbi and, you know, it just went berserk for a few days. And that's how it is with the despot, you know, one minute he, he banishes you. And then the next minute, then we were back on, but you have to sort of, um, you have to, I have to write out the entire uh, address of, of, of my substack, you know, what I've written. It's not, it, it's not easy any still any longer. And of course we're all shadow banned. So, so you can, I, I see how we're all being just really just um, squeezed into these little boxes that we really can't escape from, you know, by these algorithms. And people have this idea on Twitter there that they have free speech that they're able to speak, but they're just all, you know, it's just regurgitating the same things over and over again to, you know, compared to the entire world, what they think is a crowd, but it's a rather small crowd, you know. And so this gives the impression that they're, that, you know, that people are actually doing something when they're just, you know, regurgitating the same information over and over again to the same crowd. So it gets really frustrating. I try to fight against that as best I can, you know. Yeah. And, you know, again, you, as, as usual, I was reading your piece uh, on that. The Bluebird of Unhappiness bans are back on Twitter. And I thought it was, uh, this one was uh, particularly powerful where you discuss refusing to be put uh in a box 
and refusing to water down your message and, um, you know, so on and, and, uh, so forth. And, um, you know, Karen, we're gonna, we're gonna hop on over to, uh, we got to check in with James O'Neill for the headlines. This news just in TNT radio news. Ready? Go, go, go. This is James O'Neill with a check of today's headlines. The Biden administration has begun sharing with a bipartisan group of lawmakers known as the Gang of Eight classified documents found in the possession of former President Donald Trump, President Joe Biden, and former Vice President Mike Pence. The fifth victim has died after being shot and wounded by a former co-worker at a Louisville bank. Deanna Eckert died in the hospital more than 12 hours after the 25-year-old gunman, Connor Sturgeon, shot up Old National Bank, according to Louisville police. For a complete list of shows and our schedule offered on TNT Radio, simply visit our website at tntradio.live. We serve up the latest live news and current affairs, presented by a host of credible and expert commentators who can separate fact from fiction, truth from propaganda, keeping you in the loop on TNT Radio. I, I forgot to mention, again, find uh, subscribe to Karen's Substack, which is khmezek, that's K-H-M-E-Z-E-K dot substack.com. She's on Twitter at Karen Elaine Hunt. And uh, Karen, uh, I got an uh, email from a listener, maybe to get your response. Uh, and and they he, he brings up a good point. Uh, he said, I have yet to read a Substacker showing because you know i think you and i share the same view that we're headed on this dystopian trajectory Uh, i come from a biblical perspective where i view that it's sort of inevitable that we're gonna go down that road but this substacker says i have yet to read a substacker showing us how unfeasible it will be for the globalists to impose on seven billion people the cbdc system uh and then he talks about you know how the, the soviets we're able to create a parallel economy and a black market. And, you know, after being stuck in their 15 minute cities and geolocated into their homes, uh, people just would need fresh air and have to revolt at some point. Well, what's your response to that? I think that, that, you know, the, you know, the way that we're heading is definitely in that direction, marching forward towards this dystopian existence I wrote a piece a while back called uh, some Splinternet about the Splinternet um, about how you know we are actually splitting into two separate worlds, basically east and west, or however you want to put it. Uh, I think it's interesting that I, I believe, as you do, in the biblical perspective, and I, it just amazes me when I see you know these things that I was taught as a child playing out before my eyes. Um, but I also think that in the, you know, there's something in the universe of balance and to maintain that balance also it, it, it's beyond our understanding, but between, you know, good and evil, light and dark and all of this, there's all, it, it, it can shift over one way, but then it somehow it brings, you know, things come back to the balance again. And it's constantly, we see this constantly happening. So I think that's also why we see this sort of splinter net and this, then this break and then we have, you know, always this sort of battle. Between, you know, we have to pick our side, all those, all those kinds of things. But I think that, you know, it does say in the Bible um, that he, well, that would be Satan, um, he was actually allowed to bring a strong delusion on the people so that they would believe what actually what they wanted to believe anyway, that it would push them so far that they would actually believe that. And that is in the last days. So 
so I think it's hard. Yes, it's hard to understand how this could happen, but um, but I think that it's quite very possible that it could. I don't think that they'll achieve their ultimate goal of immortality and and all of that. But along the way, it's going to cause you know a lot of destruction. So whether one is able to stop it or not, it's gone. It's gone so far, and it will go so much further that whatever happens, it will cause massive, massive upheaval and, and, and destruction all around us. I mean, that's pretty bleak, but I think that's the reality of what, of what we have to face. So we just have to be, you know, fight these, fight these battles and be strong. And, and, and I'm, more and more, I say to people, you know, live in your community. Make a difference in your community. You know, th- this is where change really happens. Like, be that person in your community who sets the example for others. I think that's the best that we can do. It's not going to happen, you know, on Twitter. Well, I try to write about these things and, and encourage people to stand strong and firm within their communities. You know, that, that's more and more seems to be what I want to say to people. Yeah. And, and, and I notice, you know, when I get, uh, when we read analysis or comments like the uh, listener in the email where um, I, I think it has to do with comfort, you know, I don't have a, and I'm going to try to develop the, the views that I want to have. I'm looking at what's happening, um, which is influenced by my spiritual view. And, you know, my comfort is in, you know, my white pill, my comfort, given how bad all of this is going, is in God and in Christ. That's that I can find comfort there and safety. Whereas people who I guess don't believe in some higher power, they're seeking uh, some comfort as well. And for them, it would be, well, th- this is not going to happen. It's you know they're going to try; it's going to fail. They're because each each one of us is trying to find some light at the end of the tunnel. So I can understand why you know some people don't want to believe that this could be brought about because they don't have you know any other <laughs> get out of jail free card. You know my get out of jail free card is uh, Jesus. And I, I did want to. You wrote a piece called "Are You Willing to Go to Prison for Spreading." disinformation and I, I i found this great twitter account uh from canada called w- the war doll and i think they're military dudes from canada and they made a great post uh, they put the picture of david defeating goliath chopping off his head and they encapsulated what i've always believed and they they, they put quote we've romanticized the idea of a man's family being taken from him and having nothing left to lose, he fights back. But the true ideal to strive for, like so many who signed the Declaration of Independence, is to have everything to lose and to fight the good fight even still. So before, you know, the man loses his family or, or you know, woman or whatever, to be willing to lose your job, your life, your children, your spouse, fighting uh, the good fight. And then you talk about willing to go to prison. Uh, the, um, Douglas Mackey faces ten year, a decade in prison for posting a meme. So you know, and we've got the Restrict Act, basically Patriot Act two point uh, They're trying to push uh, criminalizing speech. So you know, your further thoughts on these developments? I, I mean, I think that uh, you know the way that I was raised was you do what's right, <laughs> not because of what, you know, the prize that you're going to get or, 
you know, some sort of happily ever after story. No, you do it right. And the odds are that if you speak truth, you will be hated. You know, if you really speak the truth, if you really stand for truth, um, this is the most, you know, hated thing that there is in our world. I mean, look at, you know, Jesus is, is our example. You know, Jesus didn't come with a sword. He gave up everything. He gave up our life for us. And so, and he says, you know, take up your cross and follow me. You know, I mean, this is the hardest thing to do, but this gives us this absolute freedom and this joy that, that, you know, I, I, I talk in a couple of my essays about Richard Wormbrandt, um, and maybe many people don't know him today, but he was this iconic, amazing, great figure. He went to prison in Romania for his faith. And then he actually testified in front of the uh, the United States Congress about what had happened to him and changed a lot of things, you know, at that time back in the 1960s when, when he was finally released and got out. He was a friend of my family. He came to my home. I I listened to this man and his and his wife and then his son. I actually talked recently with his son, not that long ago. And you know the you know these are the heroes that we should look up to. You know not these influencers or somebody that's made a billion dollars. You know it's the people that that um, you know stand firm in their faith that influence those around them. You know these these are the people that actually. I've been talking about bringing about that balance, and, and they often give up their lives willingly, give up everything, you know, their families, everything. And so these are the people that we should look up to and, and remember, you know, as, as our example. Yeah, I, again, Richard Wormbrand, I was very impacted by him as well, reading his books. He founded Voice of the Martyrs. Um, and yeah, people can check that out 14 years in communist prison and the most marvelous thing about Richard Wormbrand was him explaining to the you know the 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 prison guard that was torturing him and you know I think we have to have an attitude more like Richard Wormbrand where it's you don't get angry and agitated even in the midst of you know suffering from your enemy you have this peaceful and loving attitude because this the guard could not understand he would tell Richard Wormbrand how how is it I'm beating you and yet, you know, you have this attitude. And he was saying, you know, God put me here in this prison cell at this moment to talk to you. And I think prison guards were converted uh, as a result uh, as well. And just, you know, to have that attitude in the yeah. midst of suffering and persecution. And I, I did want to ask you, your latest piece you published just an hour ago, the death of childhood and uh, I mean, I talked about this with Terry briefly. I, I didn't retweet or share this material because this, I'm just too grossed out by it. But the the Dalai Lama, uh, you know, French kissing a little boy, uh, just just I, I mean, to, I don't know tomorrow what what's gonna you know who, who's gonna do what anymore. It's just like the Twilight Zone. What do you make of this? And I and I and I even saying that piece that so far I've resisted you know, uh, writing or sharing any of these videos. But then I felt when this happened that I had some sort of an obligation to share it because I go into uh, the the lies that come out of it because you, we see what he does with our eyes and then, you know, and then the, and then it's just covered and covered by lie after lie after lie immediately the protection that that envelops him, you know, 
no protection for the child, but the protection for this figurehead, you know. Um, and so it, and so I, that's what I really talk about in that piece and why I, I shared it so that I could sort of delve into what actually happens uh, so that, so that, you know, it's, it's the down, like reality has no meaning anymore. And so they can basically say whatever they want, lie to our faces. I find it quite incredible. Like, I mean, you know, it's one thing for somebody to lie I don't know, uh, about in their neighborhood or to somebody or to their, even, you know, to their wife you know, saying that, no, I didn't have an affair, you know, but for these people to lie consistently to the entire world, you know, and now it, we actually know that they're lying and it doesn't even matter anymore. You know, you, the things that used to be hidden are now out in the open and and people are so desensitized, so weary, like you say, of what's the next thing going to be that they just cannot cope with it anymore. They kind of just throw up their hands and, and give up. So, um, you know, so I try to shed some some light on that. Yeah. Yeah, you were right in your Substack. Now we have this shocking video of the Dalai Lama exposing the truth about the perversions of the elite. And by the way, just side note, now when I highlight that sentence in your Substack, uh, what appears is it says, restack quote. Uh, and it's got two <laughs> arrows in a circle. And it's just, it's like Twitter. It's, it's now because they got the notes thing, mm -hmm. uh, the Substack notes, yeah. which is like competing with Twitter. And it's fascinating just to see uh, how different apps are developing and then how that's competing with Twitter. So, that, yeah, this is I'm going to have to I mentioned before, you know, I want to start a sub stack at some point. But, um, yeah, you know, da yeah, Dalai Lama. And, and, you know, and you know, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that, and even with Substack, you know, I'm I'm not on the high end of writers on Substack. I think I write too many, um, I don't know, annoying pieces, but <laughs> scary pieces. But um, but I, you know, I have. They suddenly blessed me with the with the, one of these checks, you know. And so I wrote. I think I wrote about that in one of my previous pieces that I will never take a blue check. I, I never did take a blue check from Twitter. I'm just not, you know, I'm not a check person no matter what color it is you give me but then uh, they just gave me this check without me asking for it and I don't have to pay for it or anything and so I was really in a quandary like should I accept this check you know I mean it's like being back in school with your little gold star and then I thought okay I'm just gonna you know leave it there and go with Substack all the way <laughs> you know I just have to do that because you know once Substack is gone I don't even know what there will be anymore. You know, no way. Like Substack was a place I was silenced by con very conservatives and by liberals my entire life. And it's the first place that I felt like I could really say what I wanted to say. And, and it means a lot to me, you know? Yeah. I respect your position on the blue check mark. Um, I hope people respect mine. And if they don't, I don't, care but uh you know i bought the blue check mark for my uh geopolitics and empire bot, uh, twitter account just for practical reasons so i can upload longer clips and it's part of the business of, of having a podcast you know being able to do stuff like that to help grow your uh, twitter account i know uh my colleague jesse zerowell uh, he he refused to bow down and so he just uh had his account deleted or he shut it down and he's only on telegram 
now, but I, I'm more of the view to that use this stuff as much as you can. Keep getting your posts censored or deleted, uh, but just keep doing what you're doing until you are terminated. Uh, and so I, I want to get that uh, virtual uh, badge of honor. What do you call it? The, the, the virtual purple heart. Uh, and so we're going to have to jump to our break again. Karen Hunt uh, on Twitter at Karen Elaine Hunt on Substack, khmezek.substack.com. Feel free to call in. We shall return. Oh, no. They can't be serious. But they are. Associated Press. Global warming is juicing home runs in Major League Baseball. Oh, boy. From Washington, D.C., this is the Morano Minute with your host, TNT Radio's Mark Morano. The Associated Press is touting a study from the American Meteorological Society. Yes, you heard that right. A peer-reviewed study showing that global warming is causing more home runs in baseball and using climate models to project an extra 467 home runs by the year 2100. In 87 years, there's going to be a home run derby in Major League Baseball due to climate change. But wait, another study shows that the wood used in the cherished bats of Major League Baseball to hit those home runs is under threat from climate change. Because of the warmer weather, the emerald ash borer is destroying the trees used to make these premium bats. So how can the American Meteorological Society claim 467 more home runs in the year 2100 when the bats used to hit those home runs are threatened by climate change beetles? Going, going, gone. Science has lost its mind. This is Mark Moreno from the Moreno Minute on TNT Radio. I will be right by your side. Women can have it all, including heart attacks. But symptoms like jaw pain, nausea, unusual fatigue, dizziness, and backache are often different and more subtle than for a man. The fact is, heart disease is the number one killer of women. Know the signs. Learn more at getheartchecked.org. From Women's Heart Alliance, in partnership with Women Heart. So many people who had no history of heart illnesses have got it now, or blood clotting after the COVID-19 vaccination. Punish those who hurt people with COVID madness. Lighting the fuse for freedom. TNT Radio. All right. Um, it's our final segment with Karen Hunt on Twitter at uh, Karen Elaine Hunt, khmezek.substack.com. Karen, by the way, so does. I was in Costa Rica, I can't remember, half a decade ago or something. Great time. But it's like the 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 staple meal everywhere you go. It's like the same meal all over the place. It's this dish of, uh, I think, like rice and some piece of meat. Uh, and, and so does. I think that, that that's like the, the McDonald's over there. Uh, how's your cuisine in Costa Rica? Well, I've, I've, um, well, I've been at this, um, hotel. They have kind of pretty good food here. Not, I mean, there's a variety of things. Um, so I haven't, but I, I, I'm, I I was here before months and and I have my own kitchen. So I'm looking forward to having my own kitchen and just making the food that, that I want. I'm kind of used to living different places in the world and accepting whatever the the food is that you know you know you can't you can't get everything here there's a re- when you know we, we should go back to 
living with the things that are produced by the land that we live in, you know, we, we can't even contemplate that. We're just so used to having everything that we want at our fingertips. But, you know, here there's a reason why pineapples grow and, you know, fruit with a thick skin. <laughs> you try to grow tomatoes here and you're going to get a lot of bugs. And so actually a lot of times you think you're eating fresh, you know, organic food, but you're actually eating food with a lot of pesticides on it. I found that in a, a lot of countries um, you have to be careful because if it's anything that doesn't naturally grow there, they're going to use pesticides on it. So you just have to be careful. But um, I love to eat the, the foods of whatever country I'm in, but not all the time. <laughs> no, that's a great point because, you know, like yourself, I've lived all over the planet. And early on in my vagabonding when I was in Mongolia, I mean, this was just interesting in the Gobi Desert living in a yurt. And I was still in that mindset where, you know, I, I had, I was, yeah, forgive me. I had subscribed to the economist magazine. So I was getting the economist shipped, actually shipped to me in the desert. Um, I was <laughs> begging the local, local uh, shopkeepers, you know, they, they, I was wanting some of those Western things that I can get, you know, they'd get me Heineken and, and Snickers. And uh, <laughs> I even, uh, I was mentioning Nick Cave earlier, I, I recall buying like Nick Cave's latest album. Uh, I got it. It took two weeks to go from Amazon uh, to, to me in the Mongolian desert. And the funny thing was I would get stuff faster from Amazon to the Gobi than I, I would to Mexico like many years ago. I think it's, it's, it's since improved in Mexico. Mm-hmm. But imagine uh, just the corruption problems with the, the postal services customs here in, in Mexico is crazy. But um, j- but my my point is just like you, I've come to the conclusion I don't care anymore about any any of this you know globalized foreign goods. I just eat whatever is local and here in Mexico and eat like the Mexicans. I am a Mexican anyway, so so uh, or, or wherever you are, just that's just so much easier. Who cares about Amazon or all, all of these other things? And just what I, I did want to get to Trump. You've been writing about Trump's uh, downfall, but yeah. before we get to that, just one final note on Substack. You know, Peter Quinones who's got a great podcast, who's been on my show, um, his latest Substack, he was discussing this very issue. He was saying how he gets enough uh, uh, donations from Substack to, to live. Like he's not getting rich off of it. It's just, you know, to pay the bills. But he's worried also that, because he was pointing out how Substack is $22 million in the red. So um, there's no knowing how long Substack will continue or maybe Elon Musk buys it out and then shuts it down. You know, Amazon's doing that same thing with the book stores. Uh, and so where do you feel are the last, I, I, yeah. well, what's the final frontier on the internet? I mean, is it Substack? Uh, you, I guess you can still have your own website. Uh, you know, your, your thoughts there. Yeah, I, I have a website also on WordPress, but you know, the, I mean, Substack's the main thing. Yeah. As I said, we just keep being pushed further and further, you know, squeezed into these little tiny spaces and uh you know i don't know people are pretty resourceful so i mean i see maybe we go back to um the what is it the pony express or something you know i had i had these visions of like you know starting to hand out leaflets you know just getting okay like my son he was a underground rapper at a certain point you know he had this street team that would go around and just 
plaster the city with all this stuff. You know, and maybe we go back to that. I mean, imagine getting something, sitting in a cafe somewhere. Well, people are still allowed to do that. But even in your 15-minute city, you're allowed to, and, you know, getting this, this thing in your hand that you can hold that's substantial. And, you know, maybe that, you know, who knows what it will be in the future. But I think people are always, they're going to find ways to fight against the system, whatever it is. And I try to remain optimistic about that. But yeah, it is worrisome when that's your income. And then when that's gone, you know, they're definitely going to uh, make us suffer. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's unavoidable. Yeah. All right. Uh, Just got a couple of minutes left and I want to get your thought on uh, Trump, because you wrote about it, and I saw your tweets regarding Trump's um, indictment and your articles titled Trump's Indictment and the Downfall of America, and your tweets were very harsh, uh, very uh, pessimistic. And I'm still, again, I'm, uh, I have many issues, I'm, I'm on the fence or not quite ready to, you know, put my, put my foot down and make a prediction, because, you know, there are some theories, interesting theories that, even with everything that's gone on with Trump, that he's going to come back with a vengeance uh, and and win the 2024 uh, election. I could see it going either ways. Uh, or, or some people saying, yeah, this is it. We're banana republic now, one party system. W- where do you see us at, you know, w- with Trump and, uh, and everything? I, I mean, I think, well, like I said in that piece, yeah, it's pretty harsh. But, you know, I said if he did win, it would just mean that he really totally gone over to the dark side um, uh, because I think that they have gone so far. There's just no way that Trump can be allowed to win, but it will be interesting. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on this. I would like to be wrong. I would like to see, uh, you know, good triumph and not that Trump is good. I, that he is, you know, I, I guess you could say God can use anyone. And I don't, I don't know in his heart. I can't, say you know say that but um you know i do believe that 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 he does stand for some kind of light and hope for for people you know and so um but i you know i don't know and now i'm thinking maybe it's you know gavin newsom i just made a tweet today uh you know the younger more botoxed version of biden you know maybe maybe gavin newsom is going to um, get in there. And then you've got Kennedy, you know, who's going for the Democratic ticket, but of course he won't get it, but it's probably a way for him just to get a platform that maybe a few more people on the other side might might hear him. But again, you know, this is the direction that it's going. I don't see it shifting anytime soon without, a, I mean, huge, 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 huge chaos. It's funny. I saw photos and clips of Trump uh, at a UFC match hanging out. I forget the guy's name. Saw that. Uh, likeable guy. The, the guy who's like the head of the UFC. Is it Dana? I think Dana something. Uh, yeah, yeah, Dana. Mm, yeah, Dana. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So Dana and Trump and, and Kid Rock and Mike Tyson and someone commented uh, wholesome. And I, I do have to agree, like compared to everything else, you know, Kid Rock is pretty, you know, Americana. And yeah, you know, I've I've seen him perform. Twenty years ago, I saw Kid Rock perform uh, in St. Louis. I drove down to St. Louis from Chicago to see System of a Down, uh, Kid Rock, and uh, Metallica yeah. play uh, on my own in my Volkswagen Jetta. And so, <laughs> um, yeah, and, and, and any <laughs> other, I, I can't. Yeah, good the good times. Those were the good old days. And um, 
just that you mentioned Gavin Newsom. I can't. I don't want to imagine America under oh, Gavin horrible. Newsom. Can That's you just, imagine? It's like a horror I mean, movie. He, he reminds me of Christian really? Bale in the American Psycho movie. Like he he, he could literally they could do another <laughs> sequel of American Psycho and have Gavin Newsom <laughs> play. Uh, we're we're two minutes to midnight. You know, any further thoughts? Uh, how do we prepare for World War Three and the algorithm Gulag, uh, so on and so forth? <laughs> Yeah, all again, you know, I mean, we just have to keep on fighting. And as we talked about, the most important thing is that it's not about winning in the sense that we are being, that we have always been conditioned to think of winning, you know, like the guy on the horse, you know, winning in a movie. It's not like that. We win not in in this life, but it's a spiritual battle that we're fighting. And we just keep going no matter what. That's what I have to say. Keep going no matter what. Don't let anyone take away your focus from the ultimate prize, which is which is the spiritual warfare and fighting for the ultimate truth. This is the ultimate fight. Uh, uh, and so, all right, we've got about a minute left. Uh, you know, if you want to tell us about, are you just going to keep substacking away if you got any other projects and uh, again where, where we yeah, best I'm tracking and you know I, I also write I wrote a science fiction book called Luminaria and it's funny because I wrote it way I started writing it way back in the 1980s when, when I was living in London between London and communist Yugoslavia and a lot of it really predicted what's happening now so it's kind of interesting so there's that book Luminaria and then I and I really want to write here the sequel to that um, that's been on my mind, so I'm going to try and do that. And yeah, I just keep on with my training, my martial arts training, and all that kind of stuff. And and so I just like getting outside, getting into the real world, getting into nature. You know that that's really really important to me. So I do all of that, and I keep my my focus on the, on the positive, even though I write some pretty uh, scary stuff. Yeah, I, I just watched 1965's film uh, Alphaville last night. Speaking of science fiction. Uh, enjoy Costa Rica. Hopefully you chat with us uh, again. Steve Malsberg is up. I'm out. <laughs>